Hello and welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast, where we like to talk about all things championship football and, of course, our beloved Birmingham City. It may be the international break, but there is still plenty to discuss. Derby find themselves further in the mire. There are new managerial appointments. I mean, Barnsley have appointed a manager I have never heard of. <laughs> of course, we'll also be looking at Blue's upcoming trip to Hull. Uh, and looking at what needs to happen in the January transfer window, uh, which is fast approaching. And there are other championship fixtures coming up this weekend that we will be looking at. Uh, but before we go any further, uh, I must introduce your hosts. My name is Alex and I'm joined by my always exuberant co-host, Joe. Joe, how are you today? Are you ready for Blues to return to action? I am very ready. It's been a long two weeks. It has felt long this since. Uh, and <laughs> thank God there's not, I don't think there's another one until February. Um, so, you know, plenty of time to enjoy and time to to kind of preview a little bit the uh, the winter, uh, the winter mayhem that is coming up in the championship. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we'll kind of cover it. Kind of, it'll be a rolling coverage kind of as the as the shows and the weeks pass by. We'll continue to to update what we think and update you guys with what we think. Mm. Uh, so we've got a couple of notes in terms of the EFL, but I think this is going to be a more heavy blues focused episode yeah. uh, because there's not been anything really too much to, to talk about EFL wise, but we have got some stuff. So. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, big stories, but other than that, yeah, we're going to be focusing on Birmingham, uh, the upcoming game, of course. And uh, yeah, what needs to happen in the squad and, and looking at also internationals, you know, there's been one or two blues players that have been in international action and thinking about the impact that might have on the squad. Anyway, that's all coming up uh, after this very short introductory jingle. So let's get straight back into it. Um, <laughs> we have to go, I think, as the, the biggest story this week, um, we have to go straight to Derby County. Um, they have been deducted a further nine points after admitting breaches of English Football League accounting rules. Um, so they were docked 12 points in September um, and now they've agreed to a further reduction of, was it nine points now? Um, yeah, nine points. So that they've it's a, total, it's a total of twenty one, isn't it? Twenty one. So they're now. <laughs> so they were bottom of the table. Uh, they're still bottom of the table because they can't get much lower. But they're on minus three points, which is eighteen points from safety. Um, talk about kicking a club when they're down. I mean, the moment I saw <laughs> this, I, I just felt really bad for the Rams. They've already been through a, a lot. Um, it felt like they were showing one or two signs they might have a fighting chance of staying up, although we, we've talked a lot about the, the, the small squad they've got. But surely that's it now. Is that the nail in the coffin? It is, yeah, it is. They're gone and they're, they're, they will finish bottom of the table. I can't see, uh, I cannot see any way. You know, they are, I mean, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's, it's, you feel, you do feel bad for them. Uh, and you feel the vultures will circle their squad. They've got a couple of good players they in their team uh, that, you, that, you know, you'd certainly expect, you know, some of the teams, the mid-table teams such as Birmingham City, um, who would look at, you know, there's a couple of couple of good options in there, you know, championship experience, but already performing well at this level. They've just been unfortunate that they're a team that, that you know, that, that just can't, they can't get out of it. And it's none of the, no one who's currently there. It's none of their fault. 
it's all it, yeah. under the former mm-hmm. owners and the former management. And you do feel while the breaches, you know, they need they do need repercussions. You feel it could have been maybe elongated a bit. Could they have waited until next season and given them another points deduction at the start of the season to give them a fighting chance of staying up? Because also this is going to absolutely kill the club financially even more. You know, yeah. when they go down, less TV rights, less sponsorship money. That's it. Everything's going to fall flat. Mm. And and while there are some players that they can sell, they're going to be in such a desperate situation that they're going to the players are going to go on the cheap. They're not going to be able to attract any players there. Not only is this the final nail in the coffin for them this season, I feel like this could be the the start of the end for Derby County as a club. I've not mm. seen this kind of um, this 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 kind of just these these consequences about in a in a long time and you see clubs with no consequences go through uh go through crap so imagine what it must be like right now yeah yeah it, it's it's a really really tough one to take and and i was quite interested actually to look into how this has, has come back to bite them uh, after they'd already taken a, a hit in terms of points they were the club were cleared of breaching spending rules in august um august 2020 sorry mm. so last year um, but the EFL appealed against the decision um, to an independent tribunal and won the element of the case, which is to do with how the club values or measures the value of players. This process is called amort- amortisation, which is not a phrase I'd come across before. So the, the normal rules of this, and I don't want to get too complicated because I'm quite a simple man and this is a bit too complicated <laughs> for me. But the, the normal rules of amortisation or amortisation, um, it sees the cost of any transfer fee accounted for evenly over the length of a player's contract. So a £5 million fee is uh, over a five-year period is £1 million per year. That's how that, that sort of accounting works. Uh, and then they become worth zero at the end of the contract period. But Derby were giving players a residual value, um, which, mean, which meant that the club could increase the value of players during the life of the contract. Um, but apparently that's not in line with the EFL's generally accepted accounting principles so there's there's two different sort of accounting systems going on there and this is how derby have got themselves back in trouble um it, it's i have no idea what it's... any of that means <laughs> me neither, me neither <laughs> really. literally i think i glazed over i'm trying to trying to sound like i know what i'm talking about but i really don't um are you just reading it are you reading it off wikipedia manager i'm i'm trying to i've, I've made a few notes on amortization but uh i'll probably have forgotten what it means within 10 seconds um, yeah, cool. But it, it's, it's you know, the, the rumours are that, you know, any parties that are interested in buying the club are going to buy the club on the assumption that Derby will be in League One next season. And that certainly looks to be the case. Um, which, which, which kind of rules out Mike Ashley, doesn't it? Because he won't, I don't think he'll go that small. He'd be, he'd be far more likely to go in for a club. I've, I've seen on fan forums about him looking at a club like Birmingham. And while I don't think our owners would sell, it would be a club of, of Birmingham size that he would go for. Mm. And while Derby are certainly a club of that size in terms of stature, yeah. the moment they dropped to League One with the with the difficulties that he'd have in turning that around, I don't think he'd go anywhere near it. Uh, it's, so it's that's a, a shame. Job, isn't it? It's a big, big job to go down to League One. It's they've huge. already got a thin, a thin squad. As you say, the Vultures are going to be uh, swarming above um, and they're going to take, the, the, the better players are going to go. It's a big rebuild job for, for any Forget just talking about owners. They need to get the right sort of management structure. How long will Wayne Rooney be there? We don't know, do we? It, it, surely he. I wouldn't know, be surprised if Wayne Rooney picked up by a by a championship club. 
you know, I, the, I could see him moving on. Definitely, I could see him. Um, I could see him at a, and do you know what, you know, because everything that's been happening off the pitch is is whatever. But he's he's in charge of what happens on it, and they've been good. You know, yeah. all things considered, squad that they've got and and the difficulties that they've had, they've they they certainly started well, and you can see the bit of burnout. So, is there a club that I mean? Could you maybe see him at a club such as Nottingham Forest, who still haven't appointed a manager, a, an official first choice manager? They've they've still they've still got their uh, their stand in. What's he called? Is he? Uh, he's an, is he is they not, have they not appointed the manager? I don't now, think they've right? appointed him. I think he's still oh, right. Interim. Steve Cooper. I thought they'd appointed him. I thought I, I, I thought I, I thought it was still interim. Maybe he's got it. Maybe he has got it. Maybe I've missed. Yeah. It. But you're right, though. That that there are that kind clubs, of you I know think... there are clubs that will look for it. You know, you think Sheffield United struggling. Mm. If say say they got rid of because they certainly with the who they got in is it's um, oh, what's his name? Jokanovic at Sheffield. Jokanovic, yeah. They yeah. certainly when they brought him in, they would have expected it to be, you know, we we need to get promoted this season. Mm-hmm. And looking at where they are, you can see him losing his job, and you can see Rain Rooney being a good fit. I think you've got a good point, but but I suppose really the challenge in the short term for Wayne Rooney is how how does he motivate his players now? Well, how do I, you it is interesting. I, I think what he what he'll do is similarly to what 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 you mentioned when we first covered this. You know, I think before the season even started, or or just after the season had started, um, with reports saying that he was showing his players the league table without the point deduction, mm. um, and basically saying, "Look, play for pride." You know, he's not not being stupid, but say, look, you've got to sell yourselves now. If you don't want to be in League One next season, you've got to sell yourselves this season yeah. to clubs in the Championship. Yeah. Uh, so, so go out there and do that. And yeah. then at the end of the season, you know, say they're if they're say six points adrift from safety, they're actually, you know, in his league table, they're fifteenth, fourteenth, whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's probably the best approach, isn't it? To to sort of it's, That'd it's be my probably, assumption. It's yeah, it's not a nice way of thinking about it, but I think the Derby County players have to think like that. They've got almost to a bit selfishly, you know. Yeah, but the clubs, the clubs, you know, for want of a better phrase, screwed. How do I? How do I help myself out of this? And if everyone does that, you know, you can see how putting together a couple of good performances here and there. Mm, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's move on from Hull. Well, let's yeah. talk about their game actually. Oh, yeah. They've got a game against uh, top of the table Bournemouth. Not yeah. ideal. Um, That's, ha- I mean, pfft. I mean, it is a foregone conclusion, is it not? Well, they need to get a win, don't they, really, Derby? I mean, they get these just win games and to have Bournemouth. Will they get a win? First, will they get a win? <laughs> uh, no. Yes. No. 2 <laughs> 0. <laughs> 2 0 win for Derby. I Tom mean, Lawrence on the double. Tom Lawrence. Um, yeah, that it doesn't get much much trickier than that. I mean, there's no, one team in the league that I wouldn't fancy at the moment. It probably would be Bournemouth. And, Bournemouth uh, yeah, and Bournemouth or Fulham, right? Very, very or Fulham, but it's very, very oh, difficult. That um, and talking of Fulham, they host they host Barnsley. Yeah, Barnsley have and got Barnsley, some news. Barnsley have got some news, and uh, this is a manager I was not aware of. Um, a manager called Poya Asbagi, who was the Sweden under 21s boss. Um, he has been appointed as the new head coach his name? at Oakwell. Poya Asbagi. Poya Asbagi? Um, <laughs> I have no idea. He's re- <laughs> he has replaced Marcus Shop. Um, the 36-year-old previously managed Dalkurd FF, Gefle IF, and IFK Gothenburg, Gothenburg before joining <laughs> Sweden's youth setup. 
Um, <laughs> all right, okay. Uh, he replaced his shop, who was sacked after a run of one win in 15 league games and seven consecutive defeats, blimey. Um, I mean, I don't know what to expect at all. I don't know much about this manager. It's, it looks to me like looking at those teams mentioned there, this is a bit of a, a different type of league to those. The championship is, as we know, ruthless. Best in the, uh, best in the world. It is. The games come thick and fast. There's a lot of physicality, but there's also a lot of very good technical players in the league. It's it's a difficult blend of challenges. Um, yeah, I, I do fear for Barnsley. It might be, as you said before we start recording, this guy, we know Barnsley's approach in the past, like Moneyball, they'll, they'll probably look at the way that he's turned teams around. He's, if the numbers look right, get him in. It, it might be a masterstroke, but I, I've never. I just it still makes me nervous. Well, we have no idea. We have no idea what to make. And you know, for all of the stats in the world and whatever coming into, coming into a league like the Championship, you know, the 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 game isn't played on paper. It's played on on grass or hallowed turf, and uh, and so it. This this is going to go one of two ways, right? Either they're going to get relegated, and it will be well, you know, we tried, or it will be. You know, he was an absolute genius. What a, what an appointment! You know, Barnsley push for and do what they done last season, and yeah. you know, start surprising people all over again. Who knows? But they've got Fulham, and it's not the easiest of first games for what's his name? What's what's his name again? Puya Puya Asbagi. Asbagi. It's not the easiest game for Asbagi. He's he's known for his high pressing style, apparently. But uh, you know, and that's how Barnsley did so well uh, under Valerian Ismail. Um, in, in that season where they got into the playoffs. But yeah, different challenge, different squad now. They've lost some 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 big players. And to pick the team up with 29 games to go, pick them up uh, and try to get away from that relegation zone, get out of it and get away. It's it's a big, big ask. And we'll have to keep it. Big job eye. for big as baggy. <laughs> as he will now be known on the show. As he will forever be known. <laughs> forever. Not just here. Yeah, we forever. have such we yeah. have such a big influence, Alex. <laughs> um, yeah. Well just, uh, just what we're talking this- about Barnsley Fulham. Yeah. Um, Fulham have got one of the form players. Well, I was about to say the championship, but in well, in Europe, really. In the whole world. Goals he's got in the world. What a ridiculous player. Alexander Mitrovic, who dumped Cristiano Ronaldo's Portugal uh, into the playoffs and uh, and secured his country a place at uh, at the World Cup 2022. He did. I did enjoy the celebrations, drinking it was coke good. on the pitch. Yeah, which coming, out to, to, coming out in, in Ronaldo's backyard and, and drinking Coca-Cola. Yeah. That's uh, I absolutely, absolutely admire it. And uh, Mitrovic, pr- proving at a higher level, is well, is international a high level? I think against Portugal is a high level. I'd agree. Players yeah, I'd agree have. with that, yeah. Um, and for Serbia, Serbia have some good players. You know, they like to do Santadic and uh, that Florentina striker who's been linked to Tottenham and Dortmund and Arsenal. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Vla- 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 Vlavic? Vlavic? Vlavic. Vlavic, yeah. something like that. Uh, so they've got they've got some good talent. Um, and Mitrovic, you know, the man who who jumped out and, and, and made it happen. He's still only, what, 26, 27? He's not old. Think, yeah. He's in his he's in his prime. That's approaching his prime, and, and the kind of player that mm. he is, you imagine he can go well into his mid thirties. Yeah. So, you know, there's no reason he's he's yet to make it in the Premier League, isn't, mm. isn't he? He's certainly a, he's certainly proven himself championship level. Yeah. We expect Fulham to get promoted, don't we? Yeah, we do. So when they go up, 
I kind of hope that he does well. And even if Fulham go down, I kind of hope that he, you know, that he he, he finds his feet in the Premier League because he, he, yeah, he's too good for this. I, I agree. I agree. You look at the numbers, 20 goals. It's not even the end of November. Ridiculous. Um, you have to ask the question, maybe Fulham, maybe he himself has matured in that role, but maybe Fulham have maybe. found a system that really works for him and that might give him the platform to really perform next season in the Premier League if they do indeed get promoted. But the numbers are ridiculous. They don't lie. Uh, he's having a crazy season. He, I think we both agree um, it's very, very possible. We think he will break Ivan Tony's record for goals in a league. Oh, I mean, he's going to score 11 goals and he 11 to 12 goals. He's a, he's yeah, a, so he, he, he's got a score, not including playoffs, because playoff goals don't count. It's yeah. So it, I think it was 31. So he's yeah. 11 goals away from levelling it. And yeah, yeah. Being, he's scored 20 already. It's, it's, it's crazy. It'll, it'll be in it by Christmas, though, things are going. It's just potentially. Yeah, uh, that's not that's not even a that's not even a ridiculous thing to say, and that no. which in itself is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so what we're going to do now, very quickly, because there's plenty of there's also, there's plenty of other games, but not too much news coming out of of these teams. Um, let's just go through a couple of the games and just quickly do 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 a score prediction. How we feel okay. the game will go. So we'll we'll go in chronological order, okay. starting with the first game, which is on Friday. Yeah, uh, that is an evening game at Loftus Road, or sorry, the King and Prince Foundation Stadium, mm-hmm. um, as Queens Park Rangers take on Luton Town. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick us off if you don't mind, Effort. and I'm gonna say uh, QPR are gonna are gonna win comfortably. It's gonna be a, a two three 0 win for QPR. It's it's and we've we've talked about it before. Luton are so unpredictable i think that they they get some great results but then they they scrape past past hull they lose to preston um i think it'll be a qpr win but i think luton might run them close um you know it'll be a a a 2-1 something like that okay okay respect uh (laughs) sheffield united versus coventry oh it's a foregone conclusion it's your favorite team yeah Uh, sheffield united are gonna win seven (laughs) um (laughs) I, again, we thought Sheffield United had found their form, but they've lost three in the last five. Um, Coventry started to pick up a, a bit again after they had a slight wobble. I think Coventry will, will come out and win this one. Yeah, uh, they will. Again, it'll, it'll, be, be it'll, be it'll be a close one. It'll be a close one. I, I think I think it will. It could go either way. It'll be nicked one nil. I reckon. I think it'll be that kind of game. Yeah, I, I'm going to just go with two one then, just to give us something different. Two one to Coventry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Let's go to Huddersfield West Brom. Do you you wanted before we start recording? You said you wanted to talk about this game a little bit more. So let's go just, a little bit more into detail, shall we? Yeah, it's just an interesting game because both teams um, obviously started well. Um, both teams have gone through perhaps a slightly tough period. Uh, West Brom with just the two wins uh, in their last five. Uh, Huddersfield with just one win in their last five. This is an important game, I think, for both teams to get back on track. Um, you know, taking points off teams around you, especially when the playoffs are concerned, is, is huge. And if West Brom want to have any chance of keeping pace with Fulham and Bournemouth, looking at their fixtures this weekend, you know, they're going to have to win this game. So I think West, West Brom need need a result. Um, yeah, but the fact that they need a result, are they going to get the result? I, I think they will edge. I think they'll edge it, and I think it's going to be cagey. And I think it's only going to reinforce more my belief. I don't know if it's your belief that West Brom are just below that. I, at the start of the season, I thought they were going to be up there with Fulham um, and walking it. But I think as the season goes on, they just seem to me just a slight level below Fulham and Bournemouth. 
I think the table reflects that. The amount of points they've got reflects that. I would agree. Yeah. Um, and I, but I think they'll edge it. They'll find a way to 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 get past Huddersfield. Um, yeah, a, a tight I, one. I, I don't think they will. I don't think they'll no. get past. I think it'll be a draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see. I can see him going up to uh, the John, John Smith, Smith Stadium, and yeah. uh, uh, you know a one-all draw, maybe even a boring nil-nil draw. Yeah, yeah, I could see that as well. West Brom have had lots of games that have been very tight, haven't they? And, and it's, it's very, yeah. very possible. Yeah, yeah. So Millwall travel up north uh, to Middlesbrough to the Riverside. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go for a Millwall win. Chris Wilder now at Middlesbrough. Um, I know. That's crazy, yeah. isn't it? Don't like yeah, it. Gonna, what did you just say? You said Millwall are going to win. I think Millwall will win. Wow. Isn't it his, it'll be his first game, won't it, Chris Wilder? Yes, but, it will. It doesn't, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't suit him, Middlesbrough. It feels he feels weird. He belongs in Sheffield. He it feels weird, Sheffield, doesn't it? Yeah. He, doesn't, he shouldn't be anywhere else. <laughs> like, never. He should, like, Sheffield United should just call him whenever they're in trouble and just be like, can you, can you, can you do it for a couple of months? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just pop on um, that. We'll put some Easter on gardening leave. Get him out, get him out of the window yeah, sorry, for a bit. Get him out, get him out of the picture. And but we'll, uh, we'll... if I, if I'm honest, I think yeah, I think Millwall will win. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Millwall this season. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the way they play football, and uh, I think yeah, I think they'll win. You think a team like Middlesbrough that's still trying to switch styles and adapt to a new system? They're, they're in transition. Yeah. The only thing that goes, you know, the whole new manager instant impact thing is, yeah, is yeah. you know that is a real thing um and of course but i just don't i think chris chris wild house chris Wilder and neil warnock while they seem similar i think in terms of man in terms of their actual managerial philosophy are so different yeah i, I think this is going to be a real transition period for middlesbrough and this this isn't going to be an instant impact uh, appointment. Mm. It's going to be one for one one for the long term project kind of thing. It's a very very good point about the, that that sort of the, the complete difference in philosophy and how it well, takes. They, them they a long play time. completely different football. Neil Warnock is a is very pragmatic. Yeah. And, and and while Chris Wilder has always tended to line up with three at the back, it's never been that kind of cagey through the back. Even when they're in the Premier League, when they first went were in the Premier League and. Uh, and they were really playing some exciting football, uh, so I I think it will be a bit of a shock to a lot of the Middlesbrough players. There'll be mm. some players that will really thrive. Yeah, um, I, I can see uh, the young Marcus Tavernier. I can see him becoming one of the best players in the league in the next few years mm. under mm. In, in a Chris Wilder system. I really can, um, but I think for now Millwall will will win the game. I I, I you make a very good point. I I think it will be quite tight. I can see Middlesbrough perhaps trying to, they don't want to, you know, rush into this new philosophy. I could, I could see Chris Wilder just trying to keep it simple. Um, he's had, you know, a bit of the international break now, most of the international break to work with the players. I think for me, it'll be a, a tight game. I said that about every game so far. You have, it's yeah, going to be yeah. a nil-nil and it'll be very boring. A very boring nil-nil. I can, yeah. I can see that to be fair. <laughs> um, so, uh, so we'll be very quick with the rest of them. Yeah. Swansea Blackpool. That is a That's tough a tough to game play. to pick, actually. It's a uh, tough call, that. It should be an, an easy one. You should be able to say Swansea will win, but you can't because Blackpool have been so good. Um, I'm going to go for a draw. 2-2. High-scoring draw. Wow. That, that's interesting. I mean, yeah, yeah as you say, Swansea, they picked up, but then they lost at Blues, as we know. Um, but that was their only lot. I think they won the other four games in that pack of five. And then just before the international break, they lost 4-0 to Bournemouth. Which no, shame. To anyone. no shame. No uh, 
yeah, Blackpool were very, very good. I think I think you're right. This is going to be a, a game with goals. I think I if it is a bit of an upset. I fancy an upset. Well, Blackpool to win. Is it an upset? Blackpool will I don't, think, I don't think that is an upset, really. I think is the way the season's gone, I think it's, it's uh, more yeah, than Blackpool reasonable. are ahead of Swansea in the table, so it isn't really an upset. I think Blackpool will ledge him out. You know, I reckon Blackpool will Three, fancy two. Swansea. They're a lot more... The Swans, they still do this thing where they fart about with the ball a little bit. The only time we saw them at Blues where they looked effective is when they started doing these big diags all of a sudden. Yeah, getting... Ober, Oberfemi came on, didn't he? And, yeah. uh, and they, they just... started getting the ball into him kind of over the top, kind of yeah. basically cutting out the centre-backs, which is... Yeah. Uh, and it worked. That's how they got the goal. And, and the rest they had of the another time, there, there was all this little tippy-tappy, one-too-many kind of thing, whereas Blackpool... It reminded me of, of when I was a kid and my dad used to force me to go to Tottenham games. <laughs> and, uh, and and it used to just be like literally the whole Tottenham philosophy uh, for for about six or seven years of my of my footling education in terms of being a fan was having the ball between the fullback and the other fullback and bringing in the centre midfielders every now and again and just passing the ball around while other teams just watched you do that, mm. um, which seems to be kind of similar to the way Swansea and Russell Martin uh, are going. So really? let's move on. Sorry, there were rumours he might be uh, up for the Rangers job. I saw at one point, which is pretty mad now that Gerard has gone to Villa. Um, which is that seems a bit mad to me. I still think Russell Martin's finding his feet. Rangers he's, he's not. He's not good enough yet. Rangers needs need a. I think it was a bit of a punt to go for Gerard for Rangers. It came, it came off well, but well, it did, uh, it did. what about what about Lampard for Rangers? <laughs> well, that, that I mean that would be that would be hilarious to, to to go from from Gerard to Lampard, but he's he's not got a job. Is it? Why not? Because yeah, Lampard I'm, could then turn around and go, look, I am just as good as Gerard. Look, I've done the same thing at Rangers at Heath. True, and then true. people would turn around and go, yeah, but he gave you the foundation. And then it would just be, the memes would be amazing. <laughs> that's what, well, just that's do it, it for the memes. Lamps, go to Rangers, do it for the memes, please. That's all, that's all we live for these that's days. That's all we ask. Good memes. Good meme-ish. So talking of, uh, I was about to say talking of memes, but I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, Bristol City versus Blackburn Rovers. Bristol City like a meme on their Instagram. I don't know if you've seen that. That's, that's, that. where, the, that's where the link is. A very right. tenuous one at best. <laughs> Bristol versus Blackburn. I mean, surely it's a Blackburn win, is it not? Brereton Diaz, yeah. Um, Will he be playing? Because he comes back from Chile, doesn't he? And... Just stick him in there. He'll get a couple of goals. <laughs> uh, couple, I, well, they, you know, they bounced back well, to be fair to Blackburn. They were battered 7-0 by Fulham. And then before the international break, got the 3-1 win over Sheffield United to sort of right that wrong. Uh, and I think that they'll want to keep that going. And Bristol City have lost uh, four of their last five. I think Blackburn will win this one fairly comfortably. It'll be one of those two, a two nil. Brereton Diaz might come on off the bench, maybe if he needs a bit of rest and have half an hour at the end, and he'll, he'll get that second goal just to sort of ease some nerves, and, and that'll be it. I'm going to shock here. Bristol City to win two one. It's outrageous. It's an outrageous. Prediction. You watch. You watch. Bloody ridiculous. For all the for all the all the betters listening, there's your tip. That's going to Where win you. you that's going to win you thousands crazy, of pounds. Crazy ideas. I don't know. I'm just a crazy man. Let's go to Fulham Barnsley, shall we? Fulham will beat Barnsley. Um, and by how Poya, many? Poya as baggy will realise he's made a huge mistake. <laughs> um, yeah, Fulham three, Barnsley nil. I'm going to go Fulham. Fulham even... I'm going to say Poya, I'm going to say Poya's baggy uh, is going to is going to turn Barnsley around instantly. <laughs> Fulham, are, Fulham are going to take take the game like it's already a foregone conclusion before the game started and it'll be a tighter game than we're expecting Fulham will win mm. it'll be a tighter game than they're, like, I reckon they'll be, they could be 1-0 down at half time and then they'll come out and they'll win 3-1 because uh, uh, Marco Silva just 
you know, kills him at half time, just completely. Just put, yeah, just put, oh shit, maybe I should play Mitrovic. Yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of thing like that. Uh, yeah. So we've got f- uh, four more games to quickly predict. Uh, so we're just going to do the score for this because we are against the clock, aren't we? So uh, Reading, Nottingham Forest, go. Uh, Reading, one, Nottingham Forest, one. Yeah, I think I could see it. I th- I th- I'd say a draw. Stoke, Peterborough, I think Stoke will win that. Three nil. Uh, 2-0 to Stoke Preston Cardiff 0-0 I'm going for I was going to go with a draw 1-1 and finally Derby County versus Bournemouth I'm going to go for 4-0 Derby <laughs> I'll go with 4-0 Bournemouth then there you go <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be it's, it's going to be a, it's not going to be a good day for Derby that's and that's happen. on Sunday so I'll, oh, will I be able to watch it I don't know. I don't know what time. I don't know what time my. I'm. I'm. I'm also. I'm an FA qualified referee, and I'm refereeing on Sunday morning, two games. So I don't know if I. I might be able to catch the second half. Okay, so have it on. Have it on on your tablet while you're running around the field. (laughs) Most most referees aren't bloody watching the game anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I'm. I'm. I'm a very good referee, mate. I'm sure you are. I'm sure. But what I'm saying is, you know. They don't seem to bloody bother. So just you know, just enjoy the game. The hey, game. I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm, I take this very seriously. Don't, don't We're gonna have to jump into our second section soon. There's Shall a couple we, of things so I do want to quickly mention before we before we do that. Go on, Steve go Morrison on. getting the Cardiff City job uh, until the end of the season. Uh, he seems like he's done a good job um, there. He's turned things no, around. Bit of nothing really. Um, so yeah, that that's interesting. Steve Morrison, I think that's his first sort of proper crack at management. We'll see how they do, Card. If they need to, yeah, but it's still to the end of the season. Like you could have a good end of the season, and then they go in for someone like Frank Lampard. Frankie Lamps. I don't know why um, I'm so obsessed then, with Frank Lampard this week. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that's come a few times. Um, and then finally, before before we can move on, Andy Carroll has signed for Reading. Oh yeah, uh, I forgot about that. I forgot, I, I forgot we were going to mention that. Yeah, that's on me. What do we think? Andy Carroll, with 32, free agent, was released by uh, Newcastle at the end of last season. On his day, oh. a fantastic player. He yeah. was bought for thirty-five million pounds for Liverpool. Uh, yeah, that's mental. And that was before um, that was before prices were inflated. That was like, yeah, he was the Neymar of of that period. He was. Um, <laughs> he went. He signed for Liverpool on the same day as Luis Suarez, and Luis Suarez, Luis Suarez was cheaper. Can you? But that is literally ridiculous. Um, it is pretty ridiculous. It's, it's the, it was the English on. tax, wasn't it? Um, I think he'll start well. He'll get injured, and then everyone will forget he's there. I will probably go along with that. I think it's one of those where he'll fade into obscurity, won't he? Um, yeah. With injuries. And, and then he'll probably stuff. end up, you know, like he'll end up popping up in like in, in China or Saudi Arabia in like two years' time. <laughs> I was going to say, he'll just go to like £700,000 a week. Dulwich Hamlet. For <laughs> <laughs> he just starts playing non-league football for Alva Church. Because he loves it. He just loves the game so much. It's got to be done. It's got to be done. Yeah. So uh, that's our championships, championship section. Take of it uh, what you will. And if you, uh, if you, if for some reason, if you are still listening, uh, we're going to move on to our Birmingham section. But first, oh, first, play that jingle. So let's get straight into the Birmingham City section of the show. Let's. Um, so there's a big game happening this weekend after the international break. Blues travel to Hull City. Um, what do we think about this one, Joe? This is a, it's actually quite a big game, I think. Um, after the the way that we slipped up against Reading, you could argue. We need to sort of get ourselves going again. What do you well, make of this one? As we said before, 
the the international break came at a good time for us. Um, you know, we only had Matthias Sarkic go away uh, in Europe, and that was uh, for, obviously for Montenegro. And we had Riley McGree go away for Australia, and he only came on off the bench against Saudi Arabia and China late mm. on off the bench yeah. in both games. Yeah, that's good. So that 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 bodes well for us. Mm. Um, I think I I think. A win would what it would realistically do is it would just open up that gap to the relegation zone just that bit more, yeah. Um, uh, and so we can start to focus on uh climbing the league rather than having to keep mm. uh, the teams behind us away, yeah. For now, anyway. Um, I do agree it's a big game, but I think I think we'll get through it because we've seemed to be a bit more defensively stable. I know we slipped up against Reading, but we have remember the injuries that we've got. You know, and according to some reports, the injuries that we had against Reading were somewhat minor. So, like Dion Sanderson should be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Friend apparently should be back. Yeah. Um, so, you know, realistically, we should be looking at uh, a strong defence against a team that struggles to score goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think I think we'll be fine. And and you know, Hogan's in good form, and Troy Deeney's found his feet finally. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, I do feel confident. I, I completely agree with you. I think um, having that defensive solidity back is is really important. And 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 you know we had um, Mitchell Roberts, sorry, um, in that back three, who looks like a very very good young player. He does. Um, but I think I think going back to that back three of friends, Roberts, Mark Roberts, um, and Dion Sanderson, I think really gives us that. Oh, we've, we've got to define against Mitchell and Mark Roberts now, don't we? Yeah, that, that's <laughs> a nightmare. It's a bloody nightmare. Um, yeah, I think that really gives us a platform. And, and you're absolutely right to talk about Hull's poor goal scoring form. I think having having that back three um, and looking at Hull's struggles to score goals, yeah, I feel much better about it. I think Deeney and Hogan up front has to be a thing. They seem to have, yeah. have really sort of clicked um, with Deeney sort of dropping in and, and making himself a nuisance and finding those bits of space and those clever little flicks and, and knock-ons for, for Hogan to get on the end of. Yeah, I think this is a really good opportunity for Blues to get back um, back on track. If we had to put a score prediction on it, and I hate doing score predictions anyway, okay, especially for Blues, because anything could happen. Um, <laughs> I think this two would be... 2-0. I was going to say 2-0. 2-0. <laughs> uh, I think 2-0. Yeah. And I the reason think... I had to jump in there is because I knew you were going to say it. Yeah. So I had to get there ahead of you. I can't see us scoring three goals, but I think we should have enough to have a bit of a cushion. So 2-0 feels right. 2-0 feels... Um, yeah, 2-0 feels... And I think we'll be comfortable as well. Like we'll probably look back on it and think, you know, we, how did we not win four 0 kind of yeah. kind of game? You know, um, yeah. it's interesting that's all... because sorry, because I think it, it looks like Jordan Graham might be back. When, there's one that there's not. We're I not hope sure so. About. I do. It, hope it so. might be that Marcel Oakley, who actually had quite a good game against Reading, he, he might did. have to and, play and, and, against the right wing back again. And speaking speaking of that position, because uh, in so in the build up to this section, uh, we're looking at the players that we should sign. Uh, we hi- I highlighted five positions that I think we needed to sign mm. just one player just to add depth. But one of mm. the positions was that right-back slot. But I actually took it away All right. because we've got Marcel Oakley, we've got Jordan mm. Graham, and we've still got uh, Maxime Collin to come back. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm comfortable at right-back, mm. um, actually, for Blues. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. we don't want to bring someone in and then not give Marcel Oakley the chance to to, 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 to play. Mm. So um, I'm pretty... I'm, I'm, 
I'm pretty happy. So I, I've got four positions here, mm-hmm. and I've I've picked out four players, but there there are other players that fit yeah. similar profiles. I'm sure we'll as the weeks go on and we talk more and more about the squad. And as you mentioned before, we start recording. There might be some injuries and other things. Over. We'll talk more and more about maybe some other names that can be in the in, in the frame. Um, yeah, I, I think you're 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 right to sort of have a few names. I don't know if you want to, if you want to pick one of the positions that you've you've highlighted. And, and I will. I will. So we talked about the vultures circling for Derby, didn't we? And um, with in January, with it looking like it's it's likely that we we're going to lose Riley McGree. Yeah. I think it would be a good idea for go in for Tom Lawrence at Derby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All of my stats have come from transfer marked. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they are wrong, it's on them, not on me. Take it over so It's got nothing they, to do with us. <laughs> they, they, so they've put down his market value at £3.6 million, pounds, um, which is relatively low. Right, He's 27 years old, so he's in his prime. He's an attacking midfielder come winger, which suits our system, really. If you think we're playing that kind of that weird front three where Hogan joins Deeney and then you've got kind of the, the floater, especially with us now losing to Heath Chong as well, that we yeah, yeah. Uh, that we, we we've kind of already had to had to accept. I think he he could be because he's a championship player. He is not a League One player. He mm. he's got uh, two goals and three assists already this season for yeah. for the Rams. He's a he's a proven uh, proven player, and I think we could get him on the cheap because of Derby's situation. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's that kind of that kind of profile of player would be would be a bit of a coup, really, if we could make that okay. make that work. The only the only um, thing that goes against us is I think there'll be a lot of teams looking for that kind of player. Yeah, that's yeah, well, that, that that's it. I think the vultures will, as we as I mentioned earlier, the vultures will be circling above. I quite like Camille Wozniak as well, Wozniak, whatever he's called. Uh, he's he's quite a good little winger, but. Um, that's just yeah. There are a couple of players at Derby that you just wonder about. Yeah. Well, talk, yeah. talking of wingers, there is a there is one name in the championship, not at Derby, that does stick out to me, and that is uh, Siraki Dembele. I don't know how realistic it would be to get him out. According mm. to transfer market, his market value is just over one million pounds, which is not high at all. He's only twenty three or twenty five. Mm. Um, I think he's twenty five. Um, He's versatile. He can play as a striker. He can play out wide. He's got four goals with, uh, of course, Birmingham know all about how dangerous he can be yeah, from yeah. the from the game against Peterborough. Definitely. And I think I, I think that's more is a more realistic target than than we might think. Um, the only question about it is, would he want to join Birmingham over Peterborough? I think I think I think so. Yeah, I suppose the the, the question mark with a lot of these names is. Is there is another team going to come in that has got that? That's, that's exactly money? it. Right? Because that's with, exactly. with Birmingham, we are slight. You know, the purse strings are slightly tight, but it's good to look at these targets then give us give ourselves an idea of, as the sort of the type of player we should be. It's always a profile, isn't it? So yeah, if, if we yeah. if we go off that kind of player, absolutely. Uh, and and similarly, I think you'd agree with me on this one. I think we need more cover in the middle of the park. Mm. You know, I think Ivan Sinich is hit or miss. Ryan yeah. Woods has already proven that he he's got issues with injury mm-hmm. uh, and Gary Gardner is, um, well, we like Gary Gardner, but they're, they're different types of midfielders, aren't they? Exactly. And, and, I think, and I think you just need that little bit more, another option in there, like a similar type of player. I, or I'm, I'm a big more. fan. I'm a big fan of, of Peli Ruddock Mapanzu at Luton. Luton. Mm. Um, Luton inconsistent. Mm. We know that. And, yeah. and at times he's been inconsistent. 
his market value according to transfer mark is just 1.35 million pounds mm. um and i think he'd be the kind of midfielder that you'd play instead of sunic right a bit of a destroyer yeah i think he's a bit more level headed he's only got one yellow card this season mm. um and I, I think it would it wouldn't harm us to have that kind of player i'd also like to point out quickly that all the players that i've got on here would be permanent signings i haven't got i haven't looked at anyone in the premier league to kind of loan or anything mm. like that mm. Um, which I'm sure is probably more likely for Blues. Yeah. But the point of this, the, I'm not expecting us to sign any of these players. There's not mm. been any any links by We're highlighting any, like players that highlight we think... this this mold of player. This yeah, is the kind yeah, of player that yeah. players that are playing for. at this level. Absolutely. That, you know that that would certainly improve us and give us something something. Yeah. It's, it's like something to aim for. That sort of profile of player. And yeah, there's definitely. there's the last player is a left back. Uh, I like yeah, it. That worries me. Worries it worries. Me it does worry me because Castillo seems to be kind of out of favour. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Bella is is an attacker. Yeah. I think Pedersen doesn't fit being a left back uh, in this system. No, he's he in a back four. He's great mm. in a back three as a wing back. I don't think it suits him. No, and I've actually got. I've dipped down into League One. Ooh. Um, and I've got. And the only reason I've done this, he hasn't. He doesn't actually play that much. Um, not as much as maybe he would have hoped. But he came out of the Tottenham Academy, and I know plenty about the boy. Mm. He's uh, 19-year-old Dennis Serkin. Oh. Uh, he plays for the England under-20s regularly. Um, he's a very good wing-back. Uh, mm. And the reason he went to Sunderland, Tottenham wanted him to sign a, a, a long-term contract with them, but he didn't see him getting the game time. And he gets game time for Sunderland. Not, mm. not every game, but he plays regularly. Right. Um, he's young. He wouldn't if he came to Blues, you know. I'd expect to see him every couple of games off the mm-hmm. bench, starting. Rarely would you see him get a full ninety unless there's injuries. But yeah. Blues, Blues have got a good track record with youngsters. Mm. You know, we've saw we've seen it time and time again. You know, obviously Jude Bellingham, but go further back. You don't have to go that further back to see the likes of Nathan Redmond being phenomenal for us and then moving on. The likes of Che Adams being really Mari good for Gray. us and moving on. Damari Gray being really good for us moving on. Yeah. So I think I think we could be the kind of stepping stone that a player like Dennis Circuit like, would like. Mm. Um, but at the same time, let's, let's not stress, let we, these kind of players that we're looking at, they could be players in the academy that we're already looking at bringing through as well. Yeah. Yeah. And there could be loan signings that we're looking at in the Premier League. But th- these are the kind of players that I feel we should go for. Yeah, I haven't put a centre back in there. I would have two weeks ago. I probably would have, but mm. with George Friend coming good, I th- I think you know Dion Sanderson has been has been performing very well with uh, Mitchell Roberts showing yeah. that he can do it. I wouldn't want us to bring someone in and then Mitchell Roberts never plays. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather we trusted in Mr. in Mitchell Roberts because we're not we're not naive. We don't need we're not going to go out and have a have the the kind of squad that Fulham has and no you know we're not going to. And we're also not naive enough to say that, that we're never going to concede and our, ne- our players are never going to make mistakes. Mm. So I think we're the kind of team that would be perfect for a young player to come through, like Mitchell mm. Roberts, like Marcel Oakley, you know, yeah. and, and like Jordan James as well. He, he's, he's a right back as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he played at that right back, but I think he he's is. more of a winger. Mm. Um, so, you know, mm. it's, it's... And in terms of wingers as well, you know, we've got Job Bellingham, who's been linked to Dortmund already. Of course he has. But... Um, you know, there's no reason why he can't go away, Dortmund. Go away. You've had Jude. Now go away. Well, if we get a good fee for him, we wouldn't turn it down, would we? Go Let's away. be honest. 
<laughs> but uh, but yeah, Dortmund, Dortmund do, do you know what? Dortmund are one of the best academies in the world. One of the best teams at bringing youth through, and they like to circle around West Hills. What does that say about the setup at Birmingham City? It says a lot. It says everything. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So anyway, but that's that's my that, that that that's my profile of players. Any anyone you would add? Any positions where you feel we're a bit thin? Yeah, I think well, left back was my main concern. I think you're absolutely right to highlight um, mid the midfield there, where we've got those sort of three in the very middle that are quite different. I worry about attacking midfield with Riley McGree leaving in January, and of course Tagith Chung picking up that that big injury. And well, I don't think we'll see him in a blue shirt again, unfortunately. We won't, I don't think. Um, so yeah, I think attacking midfield is a concern. I also wonder a little bit about what's going on up top. I think with Deeney and Hogan finding this system. Do we? Is there an argument to be made that we? Duke hasn't been as effective this season. He's been a fantastic servant for the club. Um, Chuck's uh, Aneki <laughs> is is quite a limited forward, but I'm just wondering. You know, is, does there need to be a change in focus? Perhaps with with this is not a high priority target for us. Of, of course, there are four or five other signings that should be made ahead of this one. But I just wonder if longer term, perhaps over the summer or even the season after. Do we need to think a bit more about our striking options? I just think this target man thing that we've had, it's got us out of trouble many times, having Duke become the main man and just pumping balls in the box. It looks to me, and it, it feels to me like, Bowie is trying to find a system that's a bit different, where Dini can do a lot of the things that Duke does anyway. Brereton Diaz. Um, but it, <laughs> Brereton Diaz. Or get, <laughs> He's get, coming. Buy Diaz Mitrovic. Buy Mitrovic. Mitrovic. Buy Diaz. Buy bloody. Buy, buy, this is like you're one of your FIFA career modes. Buy Philip Billing as well while we're at it in the midfield. Philip, yeah, yeah. We'll buy. We'll buy. We went a whole gonna... episode without mentioning Philip Billing then. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly. It wasn't going to happen. <laughs> Philip Billing is a god. Mm. Um, what else? Uh, left. We're going to sign. Uh, we're going to sign. Kieran Tierney from Arsenal because they're going to get relegated soon. Hopefully, Why maybe. Why not? Um, Aaron Ramsdale, I've heard he's a big Birmingham fan. Yeah, uh, yeah as well. Yeah, a couple of yeah, Arsenal players that yeah, are actually yeah. okay. Um, who else are we going to sign? I've heard uh, Fred from Manchester United. I don't think I'd take him. Not over. It's probably about his level. To be fair. <laughs> uh, who else do we need to sign? Donny Van der Beek's out of form. Van der Beek. Uh, Van der Beek's out of favour. We could probably. We've got a good relationship with Manchester United with the Heath Chong thing. I'm getting very excited now. I'm talking very quickly. <laughs> He's going to go uh, and do it with me for a minute. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think. You know. I wouldn't be surprised if we went in. Look, if we didn't get Aaron Ramsdale, obviously, you know, we know we can sign Jan Black. We know that he's a Birmingham fan. We know we, know we can we know that. Him. We have it on good authority. We know he wants to play for us. So yeah. you know that. You know that's that's just, that's just a foregone conclusion. Um, and no uh, and you know we're going to sign Deli Ali uh, and Jesse Lingard as well. They're both coming uh, just to replace the output of Riley McGree. The two of them together are needed to replace his output because he's a phenomenal player who plays every now and again for the incredible, show. incredible. Um, anyway, that's our absolute mental. I'm being very silly, minutes. but yeah, I, just, you know, I think you really you highlighted all the areas that I would have thought of. I think left back has to be a priority. I think I attacking midfield also, and I think the moment that you solve the left back problem, that we've got a good squad there. Jeremy, Be- well, Jeremy Bella can perhaps play a bit further up and not have to. Well, it would back. allow it would allow it would allow him to do that, but I think mm. in. In the system that we play, Hogan kind of starts on the left yeah. and drifts inside. Mm. So I, I don't think that... I think the left-back cover, what we need, is, is exactly that cover. Yeah, I think Bella is the starting left wing-back 
in this system, but we'd also like to get players in so we can be a bit more fluid because because we saw that we we struggled for a bit. We kind of got found out. So yeah, it would be good yeah. to have, as every team wants, you know, another arrow in your quiver to kind of just, mm. just in case. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's the same, isn't it, with... Um, well, like I even Sanchez, I wonder how he can factor in. We've we've not seen. Didn't even think of recently. Sanchez of Venice. Yeah, uh, something easy wonder, to forget about. I wonder, I wonder. But, uh, but anyway, we'll we'll cover this. You know, almost every episode. I'm pretty. I think sure we're going to we'll talk a lot about about to it, transfer yeah. things and and yeah, absolutely. It's a constantly moving picture, and and there are certainly one or two areas of the Blues squad that need to be addressed. So yeah, we will talk about it a lot over the next. Just, just so you know, I have got Chuck Tineke as my home screen. I told you. I, I don't know why. Do I don't know why. I mean, uh, personally, he's not a player I would personally choose to have as my. <laughs> why not? He's a. He's the man. The Look, he's, man. he's there obviously just to be provide a bit of cover and to do a job. But you know, there's probably about fifteen Blues players I would rather. I want him. To, yeah. I want him to be. I want him to be the best man at my wedding. You want Chucks and Eki to be the best man at your wedding? Yep. Okay. Well, we could probably to, make that happen. After me, someone to get in and get married to him first. We could probably make that. Well, yeah, we could. That's probably the, the only stumble. That's, the, that's the hardest part. I, I think Chucks and Eki probably won't have much going on in a few well, years. Well, do you know what? I see it a lot on like Troy Deeney's Instagram and stuff. That he's really good friends with Troy Deeney. Like they're like best mates. Oh, really? At the club now. <laughs> it's really, like, they go out to dinner together. I think they went on holiday together. It's really Ooh, weird. Nice. Right. Um, so, you know, if he's not a good footballer, at least he's a, he's a decent bloke. Yeah, and that's all you could want from a best man, I suppose. A few suppose. jokes, a decent speech, and then just good vibes for the party after. Good vibes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> very important. Yeah. Anyway, uh, our very bizarre uh, episode has come to an end, I believe. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to add before we sign off? Not particularly. I think, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game the whole game. We'll, we'll have another episode coming out soon after. We'll, we'll look to record Sunday or Monday, something like that. We'll figure out. Yeah. I'm actually going away this weekend, so we'll have to. We'll figure it out. We'll find time to record, um, yeah. and we'll get we'll get something out. Um, yeah, yeah. Social media, quickly. yeah. Social media. I was going to say at, at um, Royal Blue Pod on uh, Instagram and on Twitter, yeah. and the email address royalbluepodcast at gmail dot com. Mm. Uh, get at us. Let us know. Anyone? Uh, is there anyone out there who's listening to us that wants to get in contact? Talk to us about transfer targets. What realistic? Who do you think yeah. Blues could get in? Youngsters from from on loan from the Prem. Maybe there's some foreign signing signings for foreign leagues that we should look at. It might be cheaper options. Um, yeah, just just anything like that because it, it really helps to inform our discussion and and um, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a mad month or two with all the transfer speculation going on. And we will probably bring you some some of the the mad stories that come up and uh, weird transfers because it's Absolutely all good fun. Absolutely, we will. Yeah, but uh, but until next time. We'll sign off as we always do with a keep right on. Keep right on, guys. See you next time.